We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I am your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Welcome to Transformative Principal. I am so excited to have Zachary Hartsman on the program today. Zach, welcome to Transformative Principal. Thanks for having me. Oh man, I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah. I saw your website. I don't even remember where, probably on Twitter, and somebody uh, shared it or retweeted something, and I was like, this is awesome. And your website is heylistengames.com. Did I get that right? .org. Heylistengames.org. That's right. Yeah. If you put .com, it'll come to me anyway, but yeah, .org. Oh, perfect. That's like me and transformativeprincipal.com. Everything goes to... Yeah. I made sure to buy both. (laughs) Yeah. Good thinking. So what I love that you're doing is that you are actually teaching your curriculum through video games, which I think is really cool. So we're going to get into all that. But first, let's just talk about a little bit about who you are and and what you do. And then we'll get into the video game stuff in a minute. Yeah, I'm a teacher in New York City, uh, in the Bronx. I'm currently teaching 11th and 12th grade economics, although over the past several years, I've taught a whole bunch of the different social studies classes. So I did ninth and 10th grade global for a couple of years. Last year, I did United States history. So I've been, I did English for a year. So I've been kind of all over the board for my now sixth year at the school I've been teaching at. Mm -hmm. The school is a, it's a little unique in that it's a, an international and transfer school. So we serve a 100% immigrant English language learner population who can come in as long as they're under 21 years old. So as, as long as they're under 21, they can enter in ninth grade. Wow. Awesome. So it's, it's a little, it's a unique situation. Yeah. So, 
So somebody could come in as as a 17-year-old and enter ninth grade. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. So so in, in my 11, my 11th and 12th graders now, I have some who are normal 16, 17-year-olds and then some who are 22. Wow. That's awesome. What a great opportunity to still provide them with high school education, even though they're yeah. starting late. That's really, really cool. Right. Well, that's awesome. So that's all cool. But then you're also doing some other things where you are using video games as instruction. And so what I where I want to start with that is that I went to your website yeah. and saw your list of games that you recommend people mm-hmm. use um, to help kids learn things. So can you talk a little bit about that first? Yeah, I started a couple of years ago. I kind of always wanted to bring in pop culture kind of stuff when I teach. So I would bring in movies, I bring in comics. But then I'm just also very passionate for video games. I play them in my spare time a lot. So I wanted, and I know a lot of my students are passionate about video games also. So I wanted to bring them into the classroom in any way I could. So it started off in my advisory class at our school. A lot of schools are now doing advisory where it's kind of social emotional check-ins, making sure they're all caught up on their grades and getting ready for graduation. So I would find games that deal with like empathy and teaching social emotional health and bring them into that class not as any kind of real assessment or grade because it's not a credit-bearing class, but just getting them to interact with games and having conversations. And it worked really well using games like Florence is the one I always recommend. It's a short mobile game, probably like 45 minutes that deals with um, the ups and downs of relationships. There's another one I love to use called Kind Words where you the game has a community online and the entire game is really just kind of giving positive messages and feedback to other people online who might need help. And it's all anonymous. So it's in a nice, safe environment. And since I saw that working well, I started to bring it into my social studies classes where we would use games like Papers, Please to deal with discussing issues around refugee crises and immigration or Valiant Hearts to teach about World War One. And since it was working, I've just kind of been compiling my materials over the years. And then when I'm speaking with other people, they seem interested. So I made the website and just put all my lesson plans online because they don't really exist anywhere for other teachers who are interested in teaching with video games. A lot of people don't know where to start. So I, I kind of just put it out there for people who might want to try. Yeah, well, it's excellent. And the the lesson plans and the handouts that you have are really good. And then you also have the presentations that you use. And yes. so, so handouts, slides, everything. Yeah, it's awesome because you can just use that and use that as a starting point. And it also provides that credibility of, yes, this actually works and there is academic value to it. Exactly. And so do you get pushback on the idea of using games to to teach stuff? I haven't gotten pushback from my school or from students or parents at all. My I've kind of built a trust with my administration that the wacky things that I kind of try, I've really thought out. Uh-huh. But... The only pushback has really been from other teachers who've seen it and question, like, how are you actually doing this kind of thing? But mm-hmm. once I sit down with them and have a real like conversation about how to do it, that people actually see that it can be useful. Especially whenever I teach one of these lessons, I'll write up a post on the website detailing exactly how it went. I'll put up student work that shows them taking an interest in the, the content. That, that's really good. The game that I was thinking of um, before is called Never Alone. That's a, a new tale yeah. that was made into a game and I believe produced by a uh, a tribal corporation up here in Alaska, which is a, 
It was, yeah. A pretty cool thing, yeah. So, And it was wonderful because I always struggled finding engaging content when teaching Native populations of the Americas. Just so a lot of the content has been dry, just in my experience, and especially when all my students are also learning English at the same time as learning the content. So I found using that game really helped engage them in the folklore that the game is teaching. Yeah, it's beautiful and such a good game and definitely something that uh, people should check out, whether you're you know, teaching it or not, just to understand the context of the Nupiat tribe is really, really cool. So let's talk a little bit about some of the games that you specifically use. And you mentioned also that you're teaching an English class and you're doing that all through video games. Is that right? Yeah. So I teach my, I have my normal economics class every day, but three days a week, I'm currently teaching an ELA elective course using video games as the main text where we play through video games and look at the literary devices, the literary elements in the rhetorical devices that the developers and writers implemented in the game the same way you would through any written text in your standard ELA class. And then we'll pull in nonfiction text from various places as like supplemental material. And in that class, the two games that I love to use are Gone Home and What Remains of Edith Finch. They're both really accessible. They're great starting points for anyone who's never played a video game before, because a lot of my students haven't ever played video games before. And it's basically, they're both from the first person perspective, and they both involve a young teenage woman going back to their home. And it's really just you exploring this house, looking for evidence, finding clues. And there's a mystery about in both of them. I don't want to get into too many spoilers, but they both have really strong messages, especially Gone Home in particular. You can teach in a social studies class because of the it deals with issues of discrimination and civil rights issues. Yeah, well, that is really cool. So, you know, it's one thing to to have the video game there and to just play it. What does it actually look like when you are teaching this class that is totally based on these two video games? Yes. Are you going through the games together or is everybody playing through the game and then you go back and review it? Like, what does that look like? I personally play them together. I know people are always worried about how much technology is available in the classroom. So when Mm -hmm. I play this, I bring in, I'm currently using my Nintendo Switch. So I'll bring in my Nintendo and we'll play together as a class where it's just one one student's playing at a time and the rest of the class is watching and you would treat it the same way you would teach with a movie or a documentary. And so the one student's playing, then the other students are talking, having conversation or completing whatever handout that I made for that day. Mm-hmm. And then the next day they'll rotate or they'll rotate whenever there's a natural break in the game. Yeah. Okay. So that was my next question is I imagine that some kids are like itching to get on there and play themselves and yeah. to other kids, you know, maybe don't care all that much. So when you have these handouts, what is it that you are trying to emphasize with the handouts? I mean, you said that this is an elective course, but I imagine you're still probably trying to teach Uh, language arts standards and trying to help these kids be more proficient in English also. Yeah. So in New York, we have the regions exams, which they need to pass for graduation. And for this unit in particular, there's an essay on this exam where they have to read a text and identify the central idea and how the author uses a literary element or rhetorical device to support the idea. So when we, in this class, that's what we're doing. So each lesson will focus on a different literary element or rhetorical device. So one day we might be focusing on foreshadowing. One day we might focus on conflict. 
one day might be on a type of visual used in the game. In one of the games, one of the games focuses a lot around vignettes. So we'll go over what a vignette is. Uh, we'll focus on perspective, point of view. So each day we'll take a different device and then dissect how the developers, the game used it to tell the story. Hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. So that gives you many opportunities then to to see how they use the different literary devices. And and if you go to your website, heylistengames.org, you can get you know the lesson plan for these and be able to participate in in it that way so that you can see what it is that you're teaching before you even have the, the opportunity to play the game, which I thought was cool. For this unit in particular, you can go, I put up a full unit plan. I put up like 150 slides that I made for it. And then I think it's like 30 individual lesson plans because um, it was a 30-day unit going over the games and the summative assessment where they'll have to write this this region's exam essay as their final assessment. And then I also do a weekly uh, blog post about how it's actually going in class. And I do post student samples from each of those days. Very cool. And so what I love about this is is it's this similar approach to what we may have done before with different texts, but instead you're using something that um, the kids can really get behind. What are some of the challenges that people could run into if they wanted to do this in their own classroom? I'd say for me, the biggest challenge was, like you said, there are students who are itching to play. And for me in particular, some of the students who really want to play have never held a controller before in their life. So you have to give them time to actually understand how to use a controller because using a controller is a whole form of literacy that if you didn't grow up playing video games, it'd be hard to grapple with. Just memorizing the different button locations, the fact that one analog stick moves the character while one analog stick moves the camera. So sometimes it can eat up a little bit of time trying for whoever seems playing that day just to learn to maneuver the controls. But I usually, when that happens, I'll usually have a more experienced gamer sit next to them um, and help out when needed. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. So, what are some of the other the other uh, positive outcomes you've seen from this, even if it's not like related to academics, you know, social emotional and relationships and things like that? What are some of the positive things you've seen? Engagement is always up. I don't. It could be because it's a game and it's novel. But whenever I teach with a game, there's never a head down in my class. Mm-hmm. In the past like three to four years that I've actually been doing this, there's never a head down on that day. They're all mesmerized that they're actually playing a video game in class. And I should clarify that these aren't, I, I don't use educational games really where the point is to learn. It's more, I'm taking a game that was made for entertainment purposes and just incorporating it into what I was already teaching. So engagement's always up. And because of that, they're more the conversations are more fruitful because you get everyone wanting to talk or write about this video game. Yeah. What are some of the other positive things you've seen? I have students, one student in particular this semester does not write. He hates writing, just like the bane of his existence. But I gave him an alternative assignment where he could write a review for one of the games we played. Just like if you were to go on any big video game website or magazine and you could see if it's rated at what it is rated out of five or rated out of 10. And he wrote me a three page paper up reviewing what one of the games was. And it was the first time he's ever written a full paper for me, like start to finish. He, he went and sat himself in the corner of the room where he won't be distracted. And for like three hours over the course of different days, wrote a three page essay for me. Mm-hmm. And it showed like, and it was, and it was solid. This was something that he was capable of doing, but not all his teachers could actually see he was capable of doing it. Yeah. I love those stories. Which is like it's that it's that yeah it's that extra 
it's like sometimes our students know so much more than we even know they know. So it's just like some of those added opportunities for them to express what, like their abilities to us. Yeah. And when you do give them that flexibility and that opportunity to do something different, yeah, then those kinds of things can come out, you know? And if, if your demand was to always have a essay that would match the regents exam, then he may never write, you know, because right. he never wants to write that kind of a thing. But now that you've seen that he can do it, you can now start taking a different approach and find other ways to get him engaged in that process, which writing is incredibly powerful. So yeah, that's awesome. I, I love hearing those stories because there's so much potential that kids have and they'll so easily just back off and not do anything with it if we let them. Right. That's really powerful. So what do you see as next steps for you? You're teaching an ELA course with video games as your text. What what comes next and where do you where do you see this going in five years or so? Expanding really the curriculum. So a lot of people want to try this, but I've only I can really I only have materials for social studies teachers and English teachers. And then for anyone who has an advisory for social emotional check-ins. Mm-hmm really like to get more science. I'd like to get more math, but I know video games lend less to those subjects. It's just harder to find Mm -hmm. stuff. That's not like the typical educational game. Yeah. But then also going forward, I'm thinking I, this curriculum around these two video games, gone home and where it remains Vita adventure. That's the only full curriculum I have where it's an entire unit focused on those games. Everything else on the website is more, here's a topic you're already teaching. Here's a game that you can use to support that topic. So I'm hoping to create towards the end of this year, next year, a full curriculum around different perspectives of war as they're portrayed in different video games Mm. so that it's another full like 30 day unit using video games as the main text. Yeah, I like that. And I think um, social studies and language arts are are super easy. Right. Uh, Language arts is easy because it's a story. Exactly. Every video game is is a powerful story and they use different literary devices to tell that story. And the difference is that you're just playing in the story rather than just reading it, you know? So it is such a perfect marriage. It's really easy to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody, you know, has any ideas of games that could uh, work with those other content areas, make sure you get in touch with Zach at HeyListenGames.org because that would be really powerful to expand that and have other people who know more about those subjects. So the, the last question that I asked Zach is, what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you? I'd say if your teacher, if one of your teachers comes to you with a potentially wacky idea, hear them out. Because when I share these materials with other people, some of the responses I get is that their principal or their administration would ne- wouldn't even consider the possibility of bringing video games in the school. Whereas when I went to my principal, she was like, I, I can tell you're serious. Talk to me about this for a little bit. And she heard me. And then when she saw that I was actually putting the work into making this a thing, she's like, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Do it. So just to like hear your teachers. If they seem passionate about something, definitely hear them out. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. Just as our students have power lurking within them that we can't always see, so do our teachers. And yeah. that, would, that is great advice. So as I said before, you can reach Zach at heylistengames.org or on Twitter at heylistengames underscore. And you'll be able to connect with him there. Once again, Zach, thank you so much for being part of Transformative Principal. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I will say for anyone who does use these lessons, all the materials on the site are free to use. I just put them there. 
my one ask is that if you do use one of these lessons, is to go on the website and talk about how it went because there's a space called the Teacher's Lounge where teachers who've taught with these lessons could talk about the positive and negatives and then we can tweak the materials from there. So it's kind of, it's, it's really a learning experience like all together. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Paylistengames.org. Make sure you go there and check it out. And once again, Zach, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.